TII, item 432, June 25th, 2017. iOS 11, beta 2, iOS 10.3.3, beta 4. Welcome to Today in iPhone. Yeah, I like it a lot. Today in iPhone. Hey, Gullet! Oh, yeah. My beautiful iPhone, which I never have out of my hand and that I do everything with and has become an extension of whom I am. Today's episode is brought to you by Wonder Capital. Create an account for free at wondercapital.com slash TII. This episode is sponsored by Bowl and Branch. Go right now to bowlandbranch.com and use promo code TII to get $50 off the nicest sheets and cotton products you've ever owned. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Rob, and you are listening to the Today in iOS podcast. First up, I want to thank Matt for sending in the artwork for today's show. Matt wrote the following. Hi, Rob. I snapped this picture during family vacation to Portland on an iPhone 6S, edited it with the Prisma and Instagram apps. Text was added with the Captions app. Regards, Matt Shaw, Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Well, thanks, Matt, for sending in this artwork. And folks, you can see Matt's artwork in the free TI app via the bonus button for episode 432 or at Instagram.com slash iOS and also at Facebook.com slash iOS. Matt's picture continues to celebrate the 10-year anniversary of TI on the iPhone. Please, when taking a photo of yourself in front of your local Apple store, which is the part of the celebration, if possible, take a square picture as I have to make them square for iTunes. And put the Apple Store location on the photo along with TII or Today in iOS branding. Thanks to the many of you that have already sent in photos. As always, send those photos to todayinios at gmail.com. And of course, if you have some music you've created on an iOS device that you would like to share with the audience, please email it to me and make sure to include which app or apps you use to create said music. For promo codes on episode 431, we offered up chances to win promo codes for the app Lion Sphere. If you are interested in winning promo codes for this app or want more info, go back and listen to the beginning of episode 431. No promo codes this week or no new ones. If you are a dev or an iBook author, shame on you for not sending in your promo codes to give away. Bad market are you? On June 22nd, Apple released the fourth betas for iOS 10.3.3 and tvOS 10.2.2, but not watchOS 3.2.3, which is still at beta 3. And what is the new features that are in these beta 4 releases? Well, the same thing that Edwin Starr said that war is good for. Typically, for these betas, just bug fixes and optimizations, and that's what you got here. The release I was, and most likely you were waiting for, was not the betas for the 2016 software, but the betas for iOS 11 beta 2, and that one did roll out, and Apple released that actually on the 21st of June. Now, we are at a point where we can really start looking at iOS 11 betas. I always like to wait for beta 2, said that on the last episode. We're there, so let's dig into this. One item shown and mentioned at the WWDC keynote was the ability on the iPads to put more icons in the dock. They didn't say how many. And, well, let's look at... Here's one email, actually, that came in on this. Hi, Rob. Here are the max number of dock icons. On the iPad Pro with iOS 11, it's 15 icons. On other iPads, it's 13 icons. I don't know the limit for the iPhones. Regards, Stephen W., well, Stephen, thanks for that reply. And that's okay about not knowing the iPhones. The answer is nothing. 
no more than iOS 10. So, well, it's, I guess there is a limit. It's four, and it was four before, and it's four now. Uh, the change for more icons in the docs is only for the iPads. Per the 15 that show on the dock in the iPad Pros, those are on the left side. And you can also have three of the most recent opened apps showing on the very right side for a total of actually 18 icons along the, the bottom dock for iPad Pros, but just 15 are static icons that you can drag down there, or folders for that matter. FYI, uh, iPads on iOS 10.x can have six icons on the bottom for comparison's sake. But sadly, again, iPhones stay stuck at the four icons in the dock as always. If you have the TI app, you might have seen my push notification about two unboxing videos. I purchased the new 10.5 inch iPad Pro and I got the smart keyboard. And uh, with the iPad Pro, I actually went with a 256 gig Wi-Fi only version. Could not justify the additional $200 for an extra 256 gig of uh, storage. So yes, I went with the, the uh, two, just a 256, not the 512. One of the things I will not do is update it to iOS 11 beta. Uh, this gives me two iPad Pros, one on iOS 11 beta 2, which is the 12.9 inch, and then the other, the new one on iOS 10.3.2. So now we can see the changes easily between the two versions of the software. And I have an iPhone 6 Plus on iOS 11 Beta 2 and an iPhone 7 Plus on 10.3.3. Again, so we can see the differences in for the new iOS 11 Betas versus the old iOS 10.x versions. So let's go ahead and get into the list of some of the changes in iOS 11. First, on the iPads, as that really is where the changes in iOS 11 are there at their fullest. A matter of fact, uh, most people that said iOS 11 was a letdown after WWDC were not iPad owners and just had an iPhone. But there are changes for the iPhones as well. That at least, uh, there's a few that I'm, I'm excited about. One of which, just to state, is the ability to do screen recordings now. I'll get to the others on future episodes. Now, let's go back here. In the settings app, if you look down the left side, here is what the new sections are that are in iOS 11. Siri is now listed as Siri and Search. Before it was just Siri. Above Mail is a new item, Accounts and Passwords. We have Photos and Camera in iOS 10. They've been broken out to two sections. One is Photos, one is Camera. And then when we look at the iPhones, there is also the addition of the emergency SOS section right above the battery section. Those are your key upper level changes in the settings app. And really, I should say those are the key additions to the settings app. There are some changes in the removal of some sections. In iOS 10.x, there are sections for Twitter, Facebook, Flickr, and Vimeo where you can enter your account information for each. Those sections are all removed in iOS 11. I'm not sure where they went. I haven't found them yet. When I do, I'll talk about them more probably on a future episode. But for now, in iOS 11, those that had, they were main items in the, in the settings app, those are no longer main items in the settings app. Let's go to the first section that we mentioned, Siri and Search. The first thing they did was rename and rearrange the top three options. But they are still the same thing. You can still turn on and off Hey Siri. 
and allow it or not for the lock screen and have Siri period where you just simply press and hold the option. So there, those options are still available to just rearrange and kind of renamed a little. There are two new items in the list of items though. One is suggestions in search and the other is suggestions in lookup. Both are on by default. Then at the bottom is a long list of all your apps and you can turn off the option to use info from any of those apps in search and suggestions. I mean, really, do you need to allow search in Clash of Clans or Angry Birds or Paper.io or any other game? However, going in and turning them off manually one by one is a long process, especially if you have hundreds of apps. Ugh. I would just watch when you do searches. If in any of the apps that you never really use start coming up in your search results, well, you can go in there and then turn them off to get them out of your search results and stop from cluttering things up. So by default, they're all on. I'd leave them on unless uh, you start seeing some of them annoying you. Next up is the new item accounts and passwords. This was actually broken out of the old mail where you used to have mail and accounts and passwords and accounts information. So anyway, this comes out of the old mail section. This has four main items. App and website passwords, iCloud, add account, and fetch new data. For apps and website passwords, it is pretty much as described in the name. Tap on it and it asks for Touch ID for settings to open. Once open, it lists the sites you visit and the IDs you use for each. And if you tap on any of them, it then lists in plain print right there for you to see the passwords as all. So they're not encrypted or encoded, but you do need to use Touch ID to unlock that. So if you hit a site that you can't remember the password to, this is an easy way to find out what the password is. This looks to have all the sites and services you visited on any of your iOS or Mac devices connected to your Apple ID iCloud account. I was seeing sites I know I've never visited on my Mac or any of my iOS devices or uh, that anyone else ever visited on, my, on the device I was looking at. But I know my wife did on her computer or iOS device. Same for my kids. Again, that's a new item. It completely opens up all your passwords for you for all the sites you visit with any of your iCloud accounts, but you do need Touch ID to unlock that. For both iCloud and Add Account options, they are the same as in iOS 10.x, but for Fetch New Data, there is one new option, and that is Automatically, which is actually a really nice addition. Before, the choices were just every 15 minutes, every 30 minutes, hourly or manually, and I always went with manually to preserve battery life. Again, we are talking about fetching data here. With automatically said, quote, your iPad will fetch new data in the background only when on power and Wi-Fi. This will reduce data usage on your wireless plan, and it will also save you battery life when not connected to a power source. FYI, automatically is now the new default. As mentioned, photos and camera were split into two different sections. In the photo section, there are a couple of new items. One is cellular data, quote, use cellular data for updating your library, unquote. By default, it is turned on, and I would suggest turning it off. The other new item is reset people album. That clears the names, favorites, and data used to identify people for your photo album. 
per the camera section, there is one new feature which we talked about before, and that is you can scan QR codes, which is turned on by default, and it is really one of the best new features for iOS 11. Again, this is another one of those really good ones that's also there for your iPhone. No more having to go into a third-party app when scanning QR codes. Why exactly this took until iOS 11 to add? Uh, yeah. When you actually go into the camera app, one of the things I saw listed was the addition of the new professional and quality filters, quote-unquote. Uh, I saw people mention that in a bunch of different articles. Well, they went from eight filters in iOS 10 to nine filters in iOS 11, and they changed the names of many of them. Overall, I did not notice a lot of difference there. Um, you can now edit live photos to pick a better photo in the live photo, or to create looping or rewind or long exposure effects with live photos. That's probably more of a key change in the, in the camera app. And finally, for the new sections, the one that Gordon Matthew Thomas Sumner asked for, and that is the emergency SOS section. This section lets you set it up to do an auto call. By default, it is turned off. If you turn it on, you are given the option for a countdown sound, which can also be turned off. Don't turn that off. And the section says to also set up emergency contacts in the health app, uh, which you can do by a simple tap from there, and it goes right to where you need to set it up. And that, folks, are the new sections in iOS 11 in the settings app. The next episode, I'll go through some of the other sections, uh, what some of they were, what some of the new features are, and how things changed, especially in the general section, which is the really big one. I want to spread this out over a few episodes. Before we continue with iOS 11, I do want to welcome a new sponsor to the show, and that is Wonder Capital. Wonder Capital's online investment platform allows you to invest in solar energy projects across the U.S. You can earn up to 8.5% annually while diversifying your portfolio, curbing pollution, and combating global climate change. With the help from individual investors like you, Wonder Capital financed over 40 different solar projects in 2016, which will offset the CO2 emissions from 2.8 million pounds of coal burnt. That's just in the first year alone. What Wonder Capital does is they finance commercial installations of solar panels. This way, a commercial operation like a data center or a manufacturing plant or an office complex can switch over to solar power, and their monthly finance payment winds up actually being lower than their monthly electric bill. It's a win-win for all involved, and Wonder Capital brings the capital needed to make this all happen. You can get involved with Wonder Capital by investing as little as $1,000, Ten years from now, you'll look back on this like you would Apple stock today and say, wow, what an obviously great investment opportunity. This is your chance to invest in the future and make money from a company that is helping finance a cleaner future for everyone. Create an account for free at wondercapital.com slash TII. That is wondercapital, that's W-U-N-D-E-R capital.com slash TII. Wondercapital, do well and do good. As always, with any investment, past performance is not a guarantee of future performance. One of the other nice new features with iOS 11 is the ability to easily set up new iOS devices and do some this from the settings of another iOS device, which you just hold right next to it. 
once right next to each other, you will get a pop-up with instructions to pair them. This includes scanning an image that's presented on the new device with the camera from the old device. You are then prompted for the passcode of the old device, which once you enter will become the new passcode on the new device. You then keep the two devices next to each other while the transfer setup uh, takes place. One downside to all this, the old device needs to be running iOS 11 as well, which means if you wait too long to update devices, this feature will not help. Or if you've waited too long to update devices, this won't help. Updating an iPhone 8 from an iPhone 5S, you'll be okay. But updating from an iPhone 5, you're out of luck, at least with this option for setting up new devices. There's other ways to do it. Back to the email bag on iOS 11. Hi Rob, try this in iOS 10. Type the minus key or the dash key once, twice, three times. Do the same in iOS 11. In iOS 11, it joins the dash key, the dashes automatically. No more having to tap the one, two, three key and then the long pressing of the key of the dash key to get the longer dashes. Regards, Stephen. And Stephen, the bigger thing is no more having to type the one, two, three key in iOS 11. The keyboard gets another row at the top, the one, two, three keys along with the dash and the equal keys and you know, so all the numbers and the dash and the equal keys. And if you shift the plus and the underscore keys, they're all right up there now. In other words, you get a real full keyboard in iOS 11 on an iPad. Now, typing on the iPad in iOS 11 is so much nicer than in iOS 10. On the iPhone, even the plus iPhones in iOS 11, you still have the same keyboard as iOS 10, but the dashes do auto-combine on the iPhones like they do on the iPad. So at least that part is improved. Again, we'll be talking more about iOS 11 and new features in future episodes. However, there's a really good chance before the next episode, a really, really, really good chance before the next episode, that iOS 11 beta 2 or beta 3 or whatever they're going to call the public beta will be available, well, for the public beta. So that should be happening sometime this week. In fact, they said it before the end of June, so it has to happen this week. If you are a public beta tester or even a dev that's doing testing on iOS 11, please call us or email me today at iOS at gmail.com. So today in iOS at gmail.com or give us a call 206-666-6364. That's 206 Moondog. Let us know some of your favorite new features in iOS 11 or any other neat new things you saw. Please don't give me bug reports. We don't need to talk about bugs. It's a beta. Betas have bugs. So just tell me the nice things that you see in iOS 11, or you can tell me the things that are missing from iOS 11. Not a bug, but things that are missing that you had hoped would have been there. Apple also released the second beta of watchOS 4 last week. As mentioned previously, watchOS 4 introduces some new watch faces, plus a new addition to the workout app that supports high-intensity interval training that I'm probably never going to use. Right now, watchOS 4 just like iOS 11, are still only for the betas or in beta for just developers. That should change this week. And the third beta released last week, also only for developers, is the second beta of tvOS 11. New features in tvOS 11 include home screen sharing, light and dark mode automatic switching, 
and full AirPod support. More on this in the future. Hey, Rob, this is Brent again from Oklahoma City, and I was calling to give uh, some tutelage maybe to some people out there um, having some problems lately. Um, it is, let's see, it is June 16th today, and Apple has required two-factor verification. And so what that means, and at least what it meant to me, is that I was unable to check my iCloud email through Outlook any longer without doing this. And so I'm going to briefly try to describe the steps, which I've spent all morning on the phone with Apple learning. But what you have to do is log into AppleID.com, and you have to enable two-factor verification on the IDs that you want to use in your Outlook to for your email. And once you enable all of the two-factor verification, then you have to, um, you know, input different codes. It'll walk you through all that and sign in and, and all this stuff. But then you have to generate an app-specific password. If you're checking email from Outlook, you're going to maybe label it like Outlook um, and then it will generate a specific password that you would then have to copy and paste into your Outlook email in order to be able to check your iCloud email like you used to. Uh, if, if you're doing one at Outlook and then you also have maybe Firefox or, I mean, Thunderbird, then you have to do the same thing and generate another app-specific password. So for every app that you want to access your Apple ID, you have to generate a specific password and copy and paste that into that app. And no, it does not let you put in what you want your password to be. It generates one for you, and you have to copy and paste it and put it in a safe place because it's really long and tedious, and there's no way that anybody could remember it. So that is how it works. I woke up this morning to not being able to get my mail on my Outlook and now going through all of that and spending hours on the phone, I finally am able to get it again. So just wanted to give everyone a heads up on that. Hope it helps some people. Talk to you later. Bye. Brent, thank you so much for that help. I'm sure that's going to help more than a few people. Back to the email bag we go. Hello, Rob. Many thanks for all you do for the iOS community. I was excited about the scanning feature announced at this year's WWDC. Being a voiceover user, I immediately thought that if Apple is developing handwriting recognition, it is bound to lead to even better accessibility for us. I am not on the beta program, so we'll look forward to it this fall. I listen to Cool Blind Tech Podcasts, and they have demonstrated Prismo Go, P-R-I-Z-M-O space G-O, a free OCR app, which also allows in-app purchases for cloud OCR engine as a different option to the onboard option. Unfortunately, I think you need to purchase an add-on to transfer its results to another app. For other options for OCR, um, one of the other ones is Microsoft Lens and Adobe Scan. I hope this helps you and the listeners. Regards, Gina. Thank you, Gina. From the Google Plus community, Barbara E. asked, quote, 
I have been messing with the Apple Pencil and iPad Pro Notes app and noticed that it does not have palm rejection. Should it? I seem to remember using the pencil and resting my hand on the screen. Also noticed that the main drawing, not belt tip or pencil, is just a skinny line no matter how much pressure I apply to the pencil screen. Does this mean I need a new tip? Any comments would be appreciated, unquote. Oh, oh, pick me, pick me, pick me. I know the answer to this one. Well, first off, um, no, the, the skinny little pencil does not get bigger, but the felt tip one, it will change and get much bigger, uh, especially the, the Magic Marker one uh, as you tilt the angle of it. Um, but if you do tilt the pencil on the side, you can get a little bit of a, a thing. You have to kind of angle it. Um, now, per the whole issue about palm rejection, here's a simple thing. Go to the Apple Settings app and then Notes and then turn on Only Draw with Apple Pencil. And that will reject your palm and your fingers and any other body part you put on the screen when drawing, which means Procasso will not be turning that on. Let me know if that did a trick. Also, make sure to plug your Apple Pencil in to your iPad and repair it as not repairing, but pair it again to the device, which again, you just do by plugging it into the lightning port. So do that and then go back and you should see it working fine, especially once you turn off or turn on the only draw with Apple Pencil option for the Notes app. Speaking of the Google Plus community, we are now well over 3,500 members in our Google Plus community and growing. Thanks to everyone that has joined and thanks for the great posts. One new post in the Google Plus community that went up since the last episode was from Joe Gutierrez. I know I'm killing your name there, Joe. Let's just say Joe G., who said the following, quote, the last Apple Watch update meant my first gen watch would die by 6 p.m. I have fixed that problem by using theater mode. I now ha have to touch the screen to see the time, but that beats the a dead watch at 6 p.m. It still vibrates when I get alerts, so that works fine. I wish nightstand mode would work with theater mode. I'll have to remember to switch out to th of theater mode and back in each evening and morning, but it's a small price to pay for the watch that lasts until bedtime, unquote. And this was something I saw as well after the last update. And normally my Apple Watch would make it all day with about 30 to 40% left when I put it back on the charger in the evening. But after the update, by 4 or 5 p.m., it was down to less than 10%. And I went a few days in a row just to see if it had not fully, if I had fully charged it or what it was going on, if it was an anomaly. But nope, happened each day. I then went and held down the crown and the selection buttons, you know, the only two buttons that are on the Apple Watch, for about 10 to 15 seconds, and then the Apple Watch rebooted. And after it was finished rebooting, the problem was gone. Since then, at night, I am back to the 30 to 40% left range. So try that out and see if that works for you. Since the last episode, there were also dozens and dozens of other new posts and comments in the TII Google Plus community, which is an Android fanboys free zone and spammer free zone, which kind of the same. Yep, it is the most civil Google Plus community covering iOS. Folks, go to todayinios.com slash community to join in. And thanks to all 3,500 plus of you already in the community and contributing. And also from the Google Plus community uh, were these comments per the last episode, which, again, I try to, whenever, remember, P 
pin the last episode to the top of the community. And this was from John P., who where he said um, he was not getting new push notifications from the TI app. If you are not getting push notifications, please let me know. The latest round of updates were supposed to fix all those issues. Anytime you have an issue with TI app, feel free to email me today in iOS at gmail.com or you can go to the menu and then contact and then choose troubleshooting option and that connects you right to our devs for the app. I will follow up uh, that we've been, we've done a lot of updates on this app over the years. I mean, 30 updates at least over the, the, the years for the TI app. As such, depending on when you first downloaded the TI app, if you are having issues, you may want to delete the app and completely reinstall it. Please note, my app is the test app for this series of apps. This is the same app that is also used by WTF by for Mark Marin for his show, Grammar Girl for hers, uh, Girl on Guy for hers, and thousands of other podcasters. You, as, as the TII audience, are the first ones to get the updates and the new features, but that also means getting to be the first ones to get any new bugs. So I just want to say thank you for all your help over the years with this and the feedback on the app. It's been great. And many of the suggestions that you've sent in have been incorporated into the app. I'm excited for some new updates that are coming to the app, which should improve the UI a bunch. And there's also going to be a nice new feature, including the ability to comment from inside the app for each episode on that specific episode. More on this when that version rolls out. But for now, please let me or the devs know if you see any other issues with the app. Random tip time. This is for Spotlight conversions. Just open Spotlight, then type in something like $20 in rupees, and it will instantly convert it for you. You don't even need to hit search to see that it's 1,289.58 Indian rupees. Sadly, if you put in 12 parsecs in warp speed, it does not convert for you. But just type in 12 parsecs and it says equals 39.14 light years. Hey, wait a second. Are you saying a parsec is a measure of length and not speed? Great. Well, that kind of just ruined Star Wars A New Hope for me. I might as well tell me that hand didn't shoot first. Apple has said they were going to clean house, so to speak, in the App Store. And so far, they have removed hundreds of thousands of apps. Apple is getting rid of many of those clone apps built from templates, like the many Floppy Bird clones. They also are getting rid of apps that are not 64-bit compatible. Plus, it seems they removed apps that have not been downloaded in years, like the famous Albanian Love Poems app. Expect Apple to continue this cleanup process in the lead-up to iOS 11 going live. I mentioned earlier, very briefly, that I have the new iPad Pro 10.5-inch version, and I will do a good review of that in the near future. One of the key new features, if not the keyest new feature, is the faster refresh rate, now at 120 hertz versus 60 hertz for all the other iPads. That has reduced or is supposed to reduce lag time in half. And you might say, where would that advantage come into play beyond just the drawing with the Apple Pencil? Paper.io. If you know the app, having that little bit better response time can make all the difference between killing the other person before they killed you. 
I am up to, well, let's see, 39% is my best score now. Before the iPad Pro, I had not gotten above 25%. Maybe it's a placebo effect, or maybe that little bit quicker feedback makes a difference. If you've not played Paper.io, stay away. Stay away, run away, don't touch it. It's one of those really addictive games. You're going to waste time. Don't do it to yourself. Just stay away from Paper.io. You've been warned. The site barefeats.com did some speed tests on the new iPad Pro versus the original 12.9-inch iPad Pro, and, well, the 10.5-inch beat it in every test, and by quite a bit in many of the tests. But even more impressive is the 10.5-inch iPad Pro beat out the brand-new 13-inch MacBook Pro in some of those speed tests as well. From the summary of the tests on the site, quote, think about it. The top-configured 2017 MacBook Pro 13-inch costs roughly three times more than the top-configured iPad Pro 2017, yet the the laptop is only slightly faster running CPU-intensive apps and slower running GPU-intensive apps, unquote. Again, I'll talk more about the new iPad Pro once I get through a lot of the iOS 11 comparisons, but so far... Really, really liking the iPad Pro 10.5-inch, and not just because of paper.io, but, well, also because of it. And for those that have one or are getting one, uh, I just want to let you know of the 10.5-inch iPad Pros. The folks at STM told me they will have the Dux, the DUX shell case available in July. That is the one that has the holder for the Apple Pencil and allows for Apple's own smart keyboard Without a doubt, it is the best, best, best iPad Pro case out there. I know I had a couple people ask already about that because I've pimped there or really touted how good the Ducks case is for my 12.9 inch. So yes, for those that asked, it will be out in July and I'll be getting one for sure for my new iPad as soon as it's ready. And I'm not paid to tell this, it's not an paid endorsement or anything, I, I'm probably going to buy the new one unless they hear this and decide to want to send it to me, hint, hint. But anyway, until I do get it, the kids can only use the new iPad Pro in my office or on the couch. A quick update to one of those stories on the past episode. This is the story of the apps that were complete BS tricking people into signing up for no real service or value. Uh, the one was supposedly going uh, to clean up and secure your iOS device. Yeah. Um, the app we mentioned has been removed from the App Store, so once word from that article was, made its way to Apple, Apple did yank the app. Kudos for Apple, but really they should not have let it gotten that far as it did. Hopefully Apple will be refunding those $80,000 a month that app was making um, to the suckers, I mean uh, unsuspecting folks that uh, had signed up for that. Thanks again to Bull & Branch for sponsoring our show. You don't need to spend a fortune to get the rest you need. Great sleep starts with the right sheets, and they're more affordable than you think with Bull & Branch. The right sheets can take your sleep and your style to the next level. Let me give you the three most important words for getting a good night's sleep. Comfortable, comfortable, comfortable. If you want the best sleep of your life, you need to be comfortable. That's what all the sleeping pills are trying to do for you. But you don't need that. You just need bowl and branch sheets. Science tells us there are five stages of sleep, but before you can enter any of them, you need to be comfortable so you can fall asleep. 
You need Bowling Branch sheets, the most comfortable sheets you'll ever sleep on. Summer is finally here, and you really need to change to the best and softest sheets. No more sleeping in long johns or long sleeve clothes. Now it's shorts, if even that. And don't you want the softest sheets next to your skin? Go to BowlingBranch.com and you'll get $50 off your first set of sheets plus free shipping when you use promo code TII. That's $50 off plus free shipping right now at BowlingBranch.com. Once more, Bowl, B-O-L-L, and Branch.com. Use promo code TII. And since Bowling Branch sells exclusively online, you don't need that expensive retail markup. That's half the price for twice the quality. But here's the best part. Don't take my word for it. Try them out for yourself for 30 nights, risk-free. If you don't love them for any reason, they will take them back and refund you without any hassle at all. Bowling Branch wants you and your family to feel good about your sheets inside and out. Rest easy knowing their sheets are ethically made, meaning everyone involved in the creation of their bedding has been treated with respect these are sheets that feel good and you can feel good about owning. Please go to bowlandbranch.com and use promo code TII to save $50 off your first set of sheets. That's B-O-L-L and branch.com. Remember to use promo code TII. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. The second rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Seems someone did not get Tyler's memo. Wistron CEO said the following to reporters after their company's annual shareholder meeting earlier this month, quote, assembly process for the previous generation of iPhones have not changed much, though new features like waterproof and wireless charging now require some different testing and waterproof function will alter the assembly process a bit, unquote. Oh my, someone does not want to be invited back to Fight Club, it seems. And another member of Fight Club that seems to have forgotten the first two rules is Finisar, which said it expects one company to account for millions of units, tens of millions of units of specialized lasers for a device that would be shipping to customers in October. These high-end VCSEL lasers are supposed to be incorporated into the next-gen iPhones to improve AR capabilities, according to those in the know and experts in the field and yada yadas, yada yadas. Another known Apple supplier, Largon Precision, announced it will be shipping 3D depth-sensing lenses in the second half of 2017. The special sensors will enable face recognition functionality, and they said they'll be shipping tens of millions of these. It is funny, Apple tries to control their supply chain, but at the same time, the public companies they, they work with have to report to their business on their, their business to the shareholders. And once they start saying they're shipping tens of millions of anything, it is the same as saying shipping to Apple. There had been reports earlier in the year that 3D sensors would not be ready and cause a delay or more likely in many of those rumors cases would not be added this year at all. At least now the CEO of Largan is saying they will be shipping this year. Someone that wants to be in Fight Club but isn't is an accessory vendor that makes screen protectors and claims that the iPhone 8 will be called the Decade Edition or the iPhone DE. 
And yes, accessory vendors are always kept inside that inner circle by Apple and given this kind of information. Not. But just in case, there is that new rumor to go with the one earlier this year where it was going to be called the iPhone Edition, which makes even less sense. Speaking of not making sense, is the rumor that Apple is still working out the tech they will use in the next iPhone for fingerprint technology, and that is causing delays for the rollout until late October. I just can't believe at this point such a critical, and yes, it is critical, that such a critical part of the iPhone is not worked out, quote-unquote. The iPhone 8, which does rhyme with late and wait, and if it is delayed till October, would be the meme you would see all over the internet. Well, anyway, I don't believe any critical part of the design is not already locked down, as production will begin in earnest the end of next month, if not sooner. Hey, Rob, this is Brent out here in Oklahoma City, and I was just listening to your latest podcast, and Bob, uh, the blind user using voiceover, I think his name was Bob, was reporting that his dictation was fading out. I, too, am a voiceover user. I have had this issue for probably the last two versions of iOS, and it has never been fixed. Mine happens very frequently, and it is most frustrating. I believe that Apple is aware of this, but they're just not fixing it. So I did want to let him know that he is not alone. I am very frustrated because it happens to me on a daily basis, several times a day. So yes, that is a bug. And But for whatever reason, I've talked to other voiceover users, and some of them do not experience this. Very strange. I also am using an SE, but I also had a 6S. And it did it on that as well. And I also had a 7, and it did it on that as well. So obviously, it's not the phone. In It's just a bug in the software. And maybe someday Apple will get it fixed. But as of now, over the last two versions, it has not been fixed. And I keep hoping every time I download a new update that there's going to that it's going to be fixed and not happen, but so far that has not been the case. Anyway, just wanted to let him know he's not alone. I feel his pain, and hopefully Apple will eventually do something about this. Thanks. Appreciate it. Catch you later. Hey, Rob. My name is John. I'm calling regarding the caller who has had problems with his when he's dictating the voice going down after he's listening to the message back. You may want to suggest to him that he try to make sure that his audio ducking is turned off. I'm not sure if this will solve his problem, but it's a, at least a try. I have not seen this issue at all. Thanks. Have a good day. Appreciate your show. And John, I think we have a winner. Go to settings, general, accessibility, voiceover, audio, and then for audio ducking, turn it off. It looks to be set on by default. Hopefully, Brent, that will help you and fix everything. And everyone else that's having that issue, Bob, if you're having that issue again, go to Settings, General, Accessibility, VoiceOver, Audio, and then for audio ducking, turn it off. Back to the email bag. Hi, Rob. Sorry this took so long to get a review for, but here it is. 
Glad to have one of the promo codes that you sent out for this app, and that app is Wallpaper Maker. This app has so many options and presets to play with that you'll want to poke around just to try them all out. It takes some getting used to, but there is a help page that defines each option and setting. I tried putting some effects together and came up with a couple of colorful and pretty wallpapers, which I was able to save after giving the app permission to access my camera roll. If you like tinkering around with lots of colors, designs, shapes, backgrounds, and presets, then you will enjoy spending time playing with this app and creating something nice for your home screen. Regards, Tammy. Well, thank you, Tammy, very much. Hey, Rob, my Apple Watch's microphone stopped working. I've reset the watch. I've even started as a new watch and still nothing. I've done a lot of time researching the problem, but every article either has me doing the same things I've already done or doesn't help at all. If you or your listeners have any suggestion, I would greatly appreciate it. Thanks, Roy. Well, Roy, I'm going to throw this one out to listeners. If anyone's had an issue where their microphone stopped working and they were able to figure a fix out, give us a call, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG. Or shoot an email to todayios at gmail.com. Looks like there's another one of those Kickstarter projects I might need to invest in. This one is called QCharge, Most Advanced Portable Apple Watch Charger. And it is described as an Apple Watch charger with the latest battery management technology designed to match your Apple Watch lifestyle, extended Apple Watch battery life with 1200 milliamp hour battery pack, fast battery charging with three amp USB input, advanced battery management, and built-in timer for auto shutoff. That's a, a quote-unquote for all that. This one has a goal of just $5,000, and they've raised over $6,000. So if you want one, you have until July 11th at 6.51 p.m. Central Time to pledge for it. Pricing right now is $39 for just the portable Apple Watch charger. 33 out of 100 left for that. They say that they will ship in August. If you want the charger for the charger, which is a 24-watt dual USB charger, meaning it could also charge two iPad Pros when not charging this, that would be an additional $10 or $49 total. And it ships in August as well. 17 out of 50 left for that one at that price. Then in both of those go up by $10 once they get through those numbers. The only thing that's keep me from selecting this and buying this is it does not have an output for charging other devices. You can only charge the Apple Watch with it. If it had an output where I, I would have already ordered it, period. If there was an output where I can then charge a little bit, get a little extra charge into my iPhone or some other device, I would have already ordered it. The video is pretty funny though. You have to watch the video. It features this perfect Ken and Barbie couple that basically says, this is the whole theme of their video, is if you have one of these and you're a dude, you will meet some hot chick with an Apple Watch that's running out of power, and you'll save her day and wind up in bed with her. I kid you not, watch the video. Search for QCharge, that's Q-C-H-A-R-G-E, one word, at Kickstarter, or in the show notes for episode 432. If you are a Sega video game fan, great news for you. Sega is bringing some of its older or retro or classic games, whatever you want to call them, to your iPhone and iPads. They just announced a new service called Sega Forever. The games will be free with a $1.99 in-app purchase to turn off the ads. 
looking in the app store, it looks like the apps are already there and live, and they include the following. Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic Dash 2, Sonic Boom, Comics Zone, Crazy Taxi, Crazy Taxi, Gazillionaire, Altered Beast, Kid Chameleon, and Fantasy Star 2. You can find these in the App Store, and when I looked at them, it looks like some have actually been there for quite some time. I mean, saw some with reviews going back to 2010. In any case, Sega said more classic games are on their way, and yes, some of them did show that they just went live this past week. So, good news if you are a Sega fan. Sega! Virgin Mobile USA announced it will be an exclusive iPhone carrier. Does that mean it will be the only carrier for the iPhone? No, 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 no. It means they will only sell the iPhone. No Android phones, just iPhones. From Virgin Mobile, quote, There's iPhone, and then there's everything else. At Virgin Mobile, we're teaming up with Apple to offer you nothing but the world's most popular phone. Because life in the inner circle is about living big, expanding your horizons, and pursuing your passions. And it starts with an iPhone you'll adore. Pre-order your iPhone now or head to an Apple retail store on June 27th to be one of the first members of the Virgin Mobile Inner Circle. Unquote. And they have this offer. For a limited time, buy an iPhone and get your first 12 months of unlimited service for $1. After that, it is $50 a month for unlimited talk, text, and data. This $1 offer is good until 7-31-2017 and is only available to customers who purchase an iPhone and transfer their phone number to the Inner Circle plan. This is not a commercial. I am just reading what is on their site. So there should have been a quote-unquote in there. Virgin Mobile is a wholly owned subsidiary of Sprint, and this would be on the Sprint backbone. And when you get into the really fine print, unlimited data means after 23 gigabytes in a month, data usage will be controlled, i.e. slowed down. Still, it is interesting to see a carrier just dump all Android phones and go iPhone only. And one of the other advantages of being in that inner circle is you travel to the UK a lot, you get a free companion ticket. So if you go there with your wife, girlfriend, significant other, whoever, you get this companion ticket to go with you. And I think you also get some couple nights free or an extra night at Virgin Hotels. So there's some advantages to this if you fly Virgin Mobile. And again, it's $1 special offer. Good until 731. Go read the fine print. Hi, Rob. As you know, lots of apps are going to become obsolete when the new iOS arrives. I'm in the process of trying to find replacement apps for the old apps that the devs haven't updated in many years, as it seems unlikely they will do so at this point. I don't want to purchase an app that will cease to function when I load the new iOS. Is there a way that I can tell if an app in the App Store is 64-bit and will work with iOS 11? As always, thanks, Rob, for all you do. Regards, Dr. John M. Yikes. I haven't found a list yet or a tool checker to check an app that to make sure it is 64-bit compatible. If anyone does know of a site where you can put in the app and it'll tell you yay or nay, green light, red light, whatever it is for working forward with iOS 11, please let us know. That's going to that's gonna be a tough one, though. Um, but if someone knows of it, give us a call or shoot us an email. Back to email bag. Hi, Rob. Per the Activities app, 
In some instances, the app doesn't show any activity for me. I have to relaunch a few times before we can show my activity for the day. Has anyone else reported this already? I haven't heard it mentioned on your podcast. Regards, Jermaine Ali Smith. Sadly, Jermaine, I, I went through and looked through emails, and I don't remember and I can't find any instance of someone reporting the activities app, not updating, and then having to do what you had to do. So if anyone out there has had this issue and fixed it, give us a call or shoot us an email and help Jermaine out. If you are a jailbreaker, especially if you are a jailbreak app dev, or you're just really, really, really into jailbreaking, there is an event in New York City's Greenwich Village on July 22nd and 23rd at the Fat Cat Lab Makerspace. And the event is called Jailbreakers Unite, one word, Jailbreakers Unite. And essentially, it is a conference slash meetup for those in the jailbreaking community to get together and figure out how they can come up with some new great jailbreak tweaks that Apple then can cherry pick for iOS 12, or if you're really lucky, for iOS 11.2. Look for the link in the show notes titled Jailbreakers Unite Conference slash Meetup. Pricing for the event is a meager $15, which is less than parking for the two days. Matter of fact, it's a lot less than parking in the city for one day. And please, if anyone goes, report back to me on how the event went. And if you are jailbroken on iOS 10 and have a device that will not be able to be upgraded to iOS 11, but you want that iOS 11 feel and features, then there is a project that will be available shortly called 11 that will be a collection of multiple different jailbreak tweaks that will bring your iOS 10 device closer to iOS 11. You can either purchase the tweaks individually or as a package. The complete package price will be $4.50, which is $5 less than buying them together. Among the tweaks in this package, they include lock screen media controls, video player, dynamic dock, control center, iOS 11 notification center, and iOS 11 passcode screen. And there are more. Search for 11, the word, in the show notes for episode 432 for more info on this. What color is your hair? I have a constantly shifting tangle of fractals. That's the color of the third moon of Zender. What color is your hair? I have a silvery, purpley, multicolored ombre kind of aura. What color is your hair? I wouldn't call it hair. It's more like electrostatic cilia. What color is your hair? I can never keep track of such things. What color is your hair? I don't have hair, as such. What color is your hair? I don't really have hair. It's more like a halo of atmospheric pixie dust. Thanks again to Bull and Branch for sponsoring this episode. Folks, go right now to bullandbranch.com and use promo code TII to get $50 off the nicest sheets and cotton products you have ever owned with free shipping to boot. And before we go today, I want to remind you to send in your feedback to the show, 206-666-6364, that's 206-MOONDOG, or record your feedback and email it to the show at todayinios at gmail.com. Feedback can be a question or comment for something someone said on this episode, or it can be a question or rant you have about something else, an app or product review, good or bad, as long as it is iOS related, it is welcomed. I'm always looking for new artwork to feature on the show that you have created on iOS device, just put some TII branding on it and send it in. And of course, we're always looking for more music created on iOS device to play on the show. 
your show and your feedback is greatly desired. Don't forget to check out our moderated Google Plus community by going to todayinios.com slash community. Quick reminder, if you are an app dev or an iBook author, email me if you want your app or iBook featured in the promo giveaway segment for free. We just need the five promo codes or more to give away. Simply email me at todayinios at gmail.com and please include a 60-second or less audio review of your app or iBook indicating you are the dev or the author. And when you send that in, please let me know when you send those promo codes in when they expire. Thanks again to Wonder Capital for sponsoring this episode. This is your chance to invest in the future and make money from a company that is helping finance a cleaner future for everyone. Create an account for free at wondercapital.com slash TII. That's W-U-N-D-E-R capital.com slash TII. Wonder Capital. Do well and do good. Finally, check out the newly updated TII app, which is free to you. Search for TII in the iTunes App Store is the best way to consume the show and to get push notifications each time a new episode of TII is released. It is fully voiceover friendly, of course. Per this latest update, again, we redid the push notifications on the back end, so if you are having issues, let us know. But if you're not, you should be getting those pushes instantly, and most people should be getting that. This is a huge improvement over how it was. And again, it also fixes issues well supposed to where some people weren't getting it. But it sounds like yeah, maybe a couple of people still aren't. If you're not, let me know. In any case, please go right now and download the TI app to get the update. Until the next time, I'm your host, Rob, reminding you to phone different. This show is hosted on Libsyn.com and part of the Wizard Media Network. If you are looking for hosting, go to Libsyn.com, that's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com, for hosting for your podcast and for creation of your own smartphone app. The Today in iOS podcast can also be found on the free Stitcher radio app. Just search for T-I-I. If you are interested in winning a promo code for this app, or want more info, go back and listen to the beginning of episode. <laughs> oh, man, is it going to be a long night? Which means if you want too long to update a device, say the... Uh, and the third beta released last week, also only for developers, is the second beta of iOS... Oh, and the third beta released last week, also only for developers, is the second beta of TV iOS... You don't need to spend a fortune to get the rest you need. Great sleep starts the right. And since Bowling Branch sells exclusively online, you don't pay the expensive retail markup. That's half the price for twice the call. Or shoot an email to tonight. Pre order your iPhone now. Or head to the Apple Retour store. This is $1 offer. This $1 offer is good until 7.31. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. A message in the bottle, yeah.